Sometimes the universe is a little too difficult on us. Some days you almost think it's impossible to make it like everything around you is going wrong and that there is no hope left at all. But one must keep rolling because life becomes a little easier when you have someone to share the load with and when you least expect it. The rains will go away like they were never here and then all will be sunny like the story of the summer. Alive and kicking with Rahul Bamni. New episodes every Friday. Welcome Sagun welcome to Alive and Kicking um it's a podcast where we talk about opinions stories and perspectives uh this is surprisingly uh not so surprisingly the last episode of Alive and Kicking and uh, I thought of uh, getting you on the podcast uh because uh, I've been following you since about 3 4 months and you do a great job uh, at what you do and I was very hesitant you know when I initially when I approached like I'll uh, dm you saying hey i have this podcast would you be oh. hey, interested to join and i was like why would he do that like he has so no, many no. things to do in the world but uh, but you said a yes and you were so kind like you you in you instantly said a yes and that has been uh, the greatest yes of all time at least for alive and kicking <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for doing that um Mm-hmm. Before I begin, I am going to uh, introduce you to everybody who is watching. Uh, Sagun is a third-year uh, wet student at Bombay wow. Veterinary. Uh, finally, 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 a student. Huh. Fourth year. I am sorry. Yeah. So yeah, because <laughs> no, no, we have we have like a three-year degree, which is uh, anyway. So uh, you are yeah, you are a fourth-year final-year student mm. at uh, and you. Is it fair to say you are soon going to be like Doctor Sagun, but uh, you are. <laughs> in a year, hopefully. In a, if I pass yeah. my final exams, yeah. No, no, you will obviously you will. And uh, as you have mentioned on your profile, you are um, the founder for Nature's Alley Foundation. Uh, foundation, yeah. Yeah, you are the secretary for Paternal, if I'm not wrong. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's something also called as Indie Vets. You're yeah, also, vets, yeah. yeah. So you're like a part of a lot, a lot of things uh, at the same time. Huh. Like okay, so you're like a multitasker and you're into a lot of things. Are also, so what I did was, you know, I'll tell you something interesting. I went today before the episode. I went on Google, and I wrote mm-hmm. your name. Oh my yeah. my my! <laughs> and uh, and the first page had like a a couple of articles written on you. Uh, oh my! So <laughs> I'm going to list them. There is something called as World Animal Boys. Uh, there is something uh-huh. called as the Better Home. SBS Hindi, uh-huh. which is like a radio. Hindi radio oh, yeah, plus yeah, yeah. article, uh, Marley's Mutts, uh, and you're also on the Quint. Uh, so you're yeah. on all these. Uh, there's there's an article written on you. You're real. Yeah, you're yeah, legit. Just <laughs> it's all because of the good work we do. Basically, it's not me, but the work that we love to uh, portray. Yeah, to the world. Mm. I'm I'm so glad you're so humble and you like you've actually done a lot. Okay, and uh, let me tell everyone, Sagun is younger than me. uh he's i'm i don't know if he's turning 21 soon or no 22 or 21 but uh, 21 ha huh. 21 you're 21 right now what, yeah i'm 21 ha huh. and you're born in what 1999 1998 then huh. so you're supposed but to be the la, like basically november so almost there right? yeah but you're but still 21 21 you're still in the 21 yeah, yeah. game and you're uh-huh. you're <laughs> you're doing a lot of things um uh, 
we are going to call this episode uh, more than us sagun uh, because that's mm-hmm. what you are that's what that you're more than yourself you're more than what you do what your life is you feel like giving so much more to the world uh, in your own very way and this is this is exactly what uh, alive and kicking is about it's about people who mm-hmm. do that uh, it's about people who have a story to share so thank you so much for being a part of this uh, thank you for having me <laughs> I'm don't worry Sagun uh, I remember you asking me how what are we going to talk for one hour but I talk <laughs> but I talk a lot so uh, if uh-huh. you get if you get tired of it you can just say Rahul I'm I'm tired uh, but yeah. I'm going to ask you before how was your lockdown how how is it how has this quarantine been for you has it been at all uh you know honestly speaking for most people you know have like during the lockdown they must have spent it at home but uh, like initially like for like 2 3 days i was at home when our uh, university shut down but then after a while you know i uh, i don't know what got me to thinking but um, then i suddenly you know realized that probably the stray animals on the road their main source of food were the feeders and all who used to feed them and due to the lockdown and all it was suddenly shut down so that got me into then you know figuring out a way to really start going out for these animals and you know feeding them and all so probably after like 3 days of staying at home i have been out virtually like from morning to evening till late so yeah feeding animals treating them and you know operations and surgeries and all so you spend your whole day just doing that you spend your whole day feeding virtually, them virtually yeah yeah 3 for them day, yeah treating them taking care of them and how much of like how much in 24 hours is your time uh virtually after 8 pm 7 8 pm and just come back and that's basically going thing. yeah that's that's basically eating dinner and sleeping <laughs> yeah if you take it like that but if you love what you do then you know it's not really work so yeah then it's really your day right so i can say yeah. 24 hours are your hours it's all totally, your day totally totally That's so sweet. Uh, I have to ask you, how did you start uh, this entire process? Where did it begin? Uh, I remember, I know, I I heard uh, SBS and it mentioned that you always uh-huh. had love for animals. You mm-hmm. also spoken about uh, Naman uh, in in part oh, yeah, of your yeah. message, you know, and how he's mm-hmm. been such a integral part of your life. Uh, yeah. And so, so how did you begin, and what makes you get up every single day? uh and go do your job you know so like basically uh, ever since i was a kid i used to you know initially most people won't believe it but like for like i'd say 5 years of my life 5 or 6 years i was actually scared of dogs which is pretty uh, unimaginable considering where i'm now but uh, eventually after that you know i started gradually opening up opening up opening up then i had then i adopted this labrador called naman who really then shot up my love for animals you know and got me into what i am now so basically and after that uh, but i still remember you know ever since i was a kid i was uh, taking a walk down the streets with uh, my mom and i could see this uh, the farm this farmer guy on the road with his two bullocks and uh, i remember he had this whip in his hand and he was hitting them again and again because they were not ready to walk and at that moment uh, i almost cried so i don't know what got me but uh, yeah i was i think still at the time so i think i have uh, you know pretty sensitive for animals rights in that young age but um, yeah i mean and now to i mean considering where i am in vet school and all 
I think it all worked out fine. Yeah, when did it hit? Like you know, when when did the realization come that you know I want to be a vet? Vet? Oh, definitely. I love the story. So basically, uh, you know, when I was in tenth standard, a lot of people were like, you know, doctor one, MBBS, or like engineer, or or all sorts of that. But uh, so like I was, I mean, while in tenth, like eleventh, tenth, eleventh junior college, basically, uh, I used to like feed and try and treat animals on the road. Because like whenever I take a walk or like go on my feeding grounds at night, I used to like I had found this um, mother dog who had given birth to her seven puppies, and uh, she didn't let me near her. And I was wondering why because I used to always feed her. Then when I looked down at her uh, leg, she had all a huge maggot wound and her almost uh, half of her leg was eaten up. So and that time I was hardly in eleventh standard, so I didn't know what to do. So I then tried and you know called up NGOs this that ki um, try internet pe gaya like NGOs in Bombay I tried and called up everyone but sadly no one hardly no not a single person picked up I was frantically thinking abhi kya karu kya karu kya karu and thankfully someone I guess uh, after like probably 50 60 calls someone picked up and they said we'll come tomorrow and uh, the next day they came it was still worse almost full of her leg was eaten up and then they treated her and all and uh, i was just wondering you know ki why am i dependent on these people you know i should be able to do it myself so you know and then gradually um, i started uh, you know charting out courses ki what i can do how i can you know not be dependent on other people to save lives for me but basically save lives myself and yeah that's how i that's how it started got into so were you school, were yeah. you like a yeah. science student were you like a science student that's why it was it uh, easy to over commerce okay uh science student yeah, yeah i was totally so even my um, i mean pretty much my entire family like my mom dad i know i know <laughs> grandparents everyone are full of doctors so which brings uh, me to the point that uh, they like you mentioned they all are doctors but they all are doctors mm-hmm. for humans yeah 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 all of them are human doctors yeah uh, also uh, i just when i googled in the morning is, is mm-hmm. someone named mohinish sag uh, but ji wale related yeah, to you yeah that's my dad that's, my that's dad. your dad he's yeah. yeah when i when i googled your surname he was the closest uh, like uh, doctor and he's a human doctor right like Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a neurosurgeon. You mentioned he's a neurosurgeon. He's a yeah. neurosurgeon. So, how was it? Was it like a very unique and distinguished choice where everybody in your house chose to treat people, and you were like, uh-huh. you know, I'm gonna, not, I'm gonna go and treat animals and not people. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, was, there definitely was some sort of pressure. I mean, not directly. No one said that you know you have to become a human doctor as such. But then even my my brother, he's like six years older, and uh, he was in KM. He did neurosurgery as well, like my dad. And you know, then all eyes were like pointed at me. Ki abhi, uh, what is this guy going to do? And uh, for a while, I actually thought, you know, ki kya karo yar? You know, everyone looking at me and all. But I really didn't. You know, deep down, I really didn't uh, want to go for human medicine because. after seeing everything you know for animals and the need that's there for animals i really you know i wanted veterinary right since you know probably in the 11th or 12th grade and i still distinctly remember ki in all these coaching classes and all ki for majorly all of them are for mbbs and all so all the students over there used to be like you know mbbs karna hai ye karna hai ki you know kaise bhi karke mbbs and uh, I, you know i remember being the odd man out out of like 100 people so yeah <laughs>
you stood out you certainly do which is why you're on the podcast <laughs> but uh, but yeah and and i think it's i'm glad you took that decision yeah life is different and uh, <laughs> i would be wondering if you were a human doctor and things would be so different for you now i know i know true, true, true. but i obviously yeah, that's one decision that i've totally taken right in my life and yeah it's probably formed my life Yeah so is it like uh, everybody is a doctor and they all go to their clinics and they all work in your house and then everybody just comes home at 8 9 and you catch up saying how was the day is that how it works uh, pretty much i mean when i was a kid like uh, all that we used to talk over the dinner table at least not me because i used to not understand any of it but uh, my mom dad my brother used to always be like yeah this surgery is ka brain kata is kare kiya is oh god heart ka kiya and now like yeah 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 good good So, so now, yeah. now you're a, you have a different story to tell on the dining table. Yeah, 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 totally. And you know, to be honest, ki uh, they really enjoy my stories because you know it's sort of different and yeah, it's really nice. So yeah. Yeah, it's so, like I I'm guessing you're like reminiscing the days where they were telling you about heart and brain surgeries, and now you're telling them <laughs> I saved like a caterpillar today or like a like uh, a dog today, you know, a cat today. Definitely, definitely. But totally, uh, totally, totally. Hmm. but that's that's uh, yeah. I mean, it's a good. I think it's an amazing choice to make. Uh, I can imagine you coming back and telling them, you know, how how your day was. I think you don't even have to tell them. You're it's pretty much evident on Instagram. I think you <laughs> you are so. I I can't imagine how you manage this where you are treating them, uh-huh. but you also manage to like. show them hey you know what this is what i'm doing right now like mm-hmm. i am i'm super engaged in this but you should see what it's uh, so i value transparency a lot okay mm-hmm. yeah, the fact that the fact that i see a couple of your stories where you're like hey you all contributed money look this is where it's mm-hmm. we made we bought 48 fans for animals and huh. and it's your money so i i love that you know because so yeah, it, it it could have been the fact that you take money and tum bataoge nahi ki maine mm-hmm. manage kiya ya right yeah definitely you know the thing is uh, i mean i don't want to take names but i know a lot of uh, people and said organizations so uh, i mean you know i'd say who don't optimally utilize the donations so for me you know if you're paying something if you're trusting the person you're giving it to so obviously i have to like you know show them ki uh, your uh, money is really put to your put to good use and yeah yeah that's that that's a fair point sagun but how does this process work like are you are you still at the stage where you're expecting donations are you or are you trying to put your own money in it will you uh, as in do you do you how do you manage this like what when it comes to funds uh so like funds are like obviously the biggest hurdle when it comes to any organization so because everything you want to do you need funds be it like yeah. feeding ऑपरेशन करना है किसका और लाइक यू नो एनी ट्रीटमेंट और एनीथिंग एनीथिंग फर्स्ट पॉइंट इज यू नीड फंड्स एंड फॉर मी लाइक बीइंग अ 21 ईयर ओल्ड आई रियली डोंट हैव लाइक माय प्रैक्टिस एंड आल्सो फॉर मी लाइक द डोनेशंस इज लाइक द मेन सोर्स ऑफ फंड्स व्हाट वी हैव लाइक व्हाटएवर पीपल गिव बी इट लाइक 100 रुपीस 1000 रुपीस जो भी देते हैं बट वी आर कलेक्टिवली इट रियली हेल्प्स अस सो या डूइंग व्हाट यू डू एंड आई मेंशनड अबाउट पेटर्नल व्हिच इज आवर पेटिंग कंपनी so whatever funds we get from that like the uh, you know the revenue we then uh, allocated to the nature's ally ngo nature's ally nature's yeah, ally yeah. also you mentioned sagun how you were 
you were unimaginably afraid of dogs till at the uh-huh. age of five. And today, when you look at them, and when you when you have to inject them, or when you have mm-hmm. to treat them, does do you does this does that part of you does that sense of fear does that sense of uh, you know love or sensitivity come in the way of you treating them? Uh, so, like you know, you if you treat them with being sensitive and being loving, now then it really makes a difference. You know, between I mean, I think if you ask me, that's the difference that a great doctor and you know like a doctor who's just doing it for his work you know makes because if you do it if you work with feelings then you can really you know reach out and do the best for them and uh, yeah and i mean i've been i've been bitten like thousand times man also i mean that fear is pretty much gone off yeah but yeah i mean it comes in. yeah so many i was i was going to ask you no i was now. genuinely going to ask you like do you not fear and what do you disinfect yourself do you treat yourself also like how do you take care like i'm guessing uh, because i know so many you know in my house also so it's in an average middle class house the thought is ki are tene kaat liya to abhi 14 injections maro kya ya rabies ho jaye jo bhi you know all these things that they keep saying and uh, true, 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 true. as it, how does it work with you then like if you because you're so close uh, so like the thing with us na uh, our major uh, i'd say disease which is like detrimental to us is like probably rabies because that's so and the common misconception misconception people have is that you know ki abhi rabies because they don't literally see rabies dogs so they think ki ha abhi rabies kya dikhta nahi hai matlab it's not there but the thing is it's still there very much alive in our country and in our city as well and the thing is for us we have to like you know get injections every 6 months or one year because we are constantly in contact with animals and yeah that and just basic hygiene basically just wear gloves and you know while dealing with especially stray animals with pet animals you don't need to take care that much but with stray animals you know because of all zoonotic diseases and basically all because like zoonotic diseases are basically like diseases which are spread from animals to humans and um, basically all like any fungal diseases anything so it's always better to like stay protected you know so if, because you if you are protected you can obviously help out more animals yeah i remember this uh, when i was in like 11th or 12th grade and so i was in uh-huh. wilson i was in wilson charni road and oh, we used uh-huh. to, yeah and we used to walk every day till the charni road station to get a train mm-hmm. and on the on this way we had like I think two dogs, regular dogs, okay, which were around all the time, and they would just come jumping at us and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that 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 one day when I was walking, the dog came in, and and then I was petting the dog, and I happened to see like a maggot that you mentioned, you know, a maggot mm-hmm. around uh, his or her neck. I I don't remember vividly, but uh, mm-hmm. but I felt super obliged or that you know I should do something mm-hmm. about it. and i had no idea uh-huh. how to work this up but i just remember that was the first time i know i actually saw what a maggot is and then i i took the courage to just pull it out uh, of its skin oh wow and throw it uh-huh. and, and i remember just stamping it and a lot of blood came out uh, so <laughs> this is a graphic warning to anyone who is not comfortable with all of this but but just saying you know that uh, that was the first time i actually came across this So, how, but I'm guessing you do this every single day. How does it work for you? Like, uh, visual. Uh, one second. I think I lost uh, visual. Yeah, yeah, back, back, back. Yeah. Yeah. I think in the middle we'll keep lagging like this, sir. Ha ha ha. Yeah. I, it's my apologies because no, 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 no. Internet ka problem. Haan. No, no, yeah. So, so I was saying that was the first time I actually 
ஒன் I think what you're talking about is sticks because sticks Yeah, tick sticks I'm so sorry. Yeah, tick sticks yeah. So, the, the, it's like a gray yeah, thing, gray thing. Ha ha ha. They live on blood so the hemoparasites. Yeah. Wow, thanks. Maggots <laughs> are basically these uh, so maggots are like basically the larvae of flies. So whenever there's suppose an open wound and flies go and sit on that they lay eggs and from those eggs like worm whitish worm kind of thing comes. and they actually feed on flesh so if see a maggot one that's pretty bad and it needs to be treated urgent yeah so i think it was a tick but also like you know mm-hmm. uh, that was also a big deal for me ki ye kaise nikalu because ha. i have no yeah, idea yeah. and and uh, like you mentioned you we should usually have gloves and stuff on but mm-hmm. but wahan pe to kuch itna socha nahi tha so it was just like a random ha. move but do you do this every day i'm guessing you just go meet a dog you see oh, oh they have a tick and <laughs> do you just like go removing then or do you like uh, it you know so the thing with ticks is like uh, first of all there like there's a way of removing them if you just directly go and pull them out ha yeah. so the what they do is like they bite and then they hold on to the skin so if you like twist them and take them out then their mouth parts also come out otherwise if you just pull them out many a times their mouth parts still are in the skin ki is there any way like is this common in strays or can we do something about it like Um, ticks, you know, ticks is pretty much common in states. You can't really do something, but if at all there's like a tick infestation, you know, where there are ticks everywhere on the ears, eyes, yeah. body, and all, so that you can treat. But if there's, you know, like one or two or three, four ticks on the entire body, then that's pretty common because they live outside now. So, so that's that's bound fine. to happen, Haan. and they they yeah, yeah, they eventually like deal with it, Haan. get rid of it. They eventually get rid of it. Haan. they won't get rid of it but then you know you they have to live with it i mean now what can we do now we can't go around taking each and every tick off every stray animal because of the sheer numbers so yeah i mean if there's a tick infestation where there are like more than probably like what 200 300 ticks on their body that we could take care of but if there are like one or two ticks then that's, that's really not much we can do that's huh? not the animals that you treat so you treat all kinds of animals because i i can only see you doing uh, dogs cats and cows as of now but do uh-huh. different kind is there like the weirdest animal that you have treated till now uh so like you know it really depends on what animals are there in our city so majorly for now like 90% of the animals are like dogs and cats so pretty much those are the animals we most frequently encounter but uh, i did intern like in another ngo in um, uh, amdabad which is called jct and uh, we did a lot of birds there so like uh, rescued birds eagles pigeons and all all sorts of basically wildlife so yeah we did that wow well. and th- and that is a different experience altogether right because i'm guessing <laughs> like feathers and and I, their bodies mm-hmm. are so small True, true, true. More than small, they are like really sensitive. So you know you have to be really careful. And the main deal breaker with them is stress. So if you stress them out too much, they may actually pass away in your own hands only. So you have to be really you know delicate with birds and you know try not them try not to stress them out. So when it when now that we are already on birds, when it comes to this second bird, how do you deal like 
with uh, makar sankrant or you know uh, when holi comes around it's for for the dogs or when diwali comes around because i know last year a lot of brands were doing these ads about how your dog is afraid uh, of the mm-hmm. noise that is made so try avoiding that and especially in makar sankrant you know i think right i can say this year also because of the i think this year it's a little in control but earlier mm-hmm. there were birds hanging everywhere and oh it's horrible it's, it's like a massacre only because uh, all the birds they just have their legs and their wings cut off and with the manjas especially and it's really sad i mean people don't really take their lives into consideration it's just pretty much have fun you know and just forget about the rest of the world so yeah it's pretty sad So, th- so those days you have like a lot of treatments to go through a lot of operations mm-hmm. are there chances where you actually lose the animals on those days okay when you feel like if you if you manage to save someone does that uh-huh. become like you know a sense of accomplishment to um what an accomplishment is like uh, you know self um, it just feels good to like uh, you know see something get better and your work pay off finally and it's not like you know we are not birds after all so i mean some animals who are really can't make it they end up passing away but then your job is basically to do your best so if you do your best you know god takes care of the rest so yeah that's so good to hear i remember i remember sharing with you my devonar experience where i went to this place uh, who vivin a lady called vivin she takes care of that and uh, she uh, i remember just going there and a, and a like a big huge crowd of like i think 100 dogs came running towards us uh with a lot of thinking we have got food for them and they were like very joyous yeah. and very happy and some of us got scared some of us were really happy to see them but i came across a lot of dogs you know dogs who are blind who can't see but they, i don't mm-hmm. know how they manage their way out dogs who have like three legs sometimes two legs mm-hmm. some of them come beat eaten uh, alive some of them mm-hmm. just you know i remember them telling us stories about um, how some of them have come under a, a rickshaw or something and you know uh-huh. and, and and which brings me to the point that animal trauma is also real right i remember mm-hmm. them they telling us that sometimes when you see a dog running behind a rickshaw it has something it has a re- psychological relevance they have seen something mm-hmm. similar happen before is this is yeah, it something yeah, like no yeah, definitely so like if you i mean it's with humans also if you you know train someone so like you know every time you go to him and you hit him so then you know he's going to think that every other person is going to hit him so like the same thing with dogs also now that many societies and all they don't allow dogs in they shoot them off they throw stones at them so like now even if you bend up the dog will think you ha abhi ye patthar lega he's going to hit me so then he's going to retaliate accordingly so yeah it's obviously like every species is going to react how you train them to so yeah so it it, least, it happens a, it happens to be a practice for them like it becomes a practice mm-hmm. yeah just like a condition reflex you know so yeah. basically ha so waise hi hota animal accidents are a uh, very prevalent mm-hmm. uh drivers who just go off them and you know they don't come back to save them or or uh, now i know an ngo i don't know i think it's moto pause or something which now started putting mm-hmm. like uh, these light reflecting badge uh, uh-huh. uh, what do you say yeah yeah colors. you know uh-huh. colors on them and and now you can actually see them walking if if it's a dark mm-hmm. street So so how what do you how much do you know about like you know animal accidents how do they occur and like 
have you been part of taking care of some of them as of now uh so like accident cases so like we deal almost or not on a daily basis but uh, i think with accident cases like you know many of them come in such horrible conditions you know with fractures and horrible blood loss and all but you know your job is like to do your best so and the thing is it's really sad is like it's not the many a times almost 90% of times that's it it's not the driver who's coming back you know are mere galti ho gayi i fit the dog is picking it up and getting him it's like you know other rescuers seeing the dog and all and getting him here to the ngo it's really sad because the driver who hit the dog will just probably drive off you know like nothing is happening yeah yeah so exactly. wo is pretty sad but something you have to live with hopefully you know we can at least and spread love for animals and you know even just tell them ki ha you know even they are true sensitive beings and uh, it's our job to like you know really look out for them and uh, yeah yeah and i can that. imagine you i'm i i hate to bring this up sagun but uh, mm-hmm. for you this is going to be so hurtful that nowadays you uh-huh. keep listening to these things like somebody's put firecrackers in food and mm-hmm. given Are to like, friends and i don't know mm-hmm. cow cows and stuff and and how how, how do you digest this like I don't know. Is there a law? Do, can they be held? Uh, you I know, don't. At, I don't. See something. the thing with laws is not like uh, we have laws, but they are like I'm going to be brutally honest. We have laws, but then those laws are like which are made like probably hundred years ago, fifty hundred years ago. Yeah. And uh, the fee for those laws like so so low that people will just you know do it and go off. So I'm literally like it's ten rupees, fifty rupees, hundred rupees, something like that. So. If you know someone really murders or hits a dog, they have to be pay hundred rupees and they're free. So it's that bad, you know. So they really need someone to like you know reform those laws and you know upgrade them to uh, the day that we live in today. So it's and, fair. Uh, it's fair to say, Sagun, that animal rights are not even like considered in our country. Like sadly, not to the extent that they should. Yeah. Is is it Something better in the West? Is it better in the West? Is it better in some other country uh, who is actually taking care totally totally like at least when it comes to like animal rights i think um, the west you know like say other countries like uk the us and all they are pretty big on uh, you know animal rights because for them i literally think like uh, they really you know do a lot for animals which i think for us we have to like you know really catch up to them and sadly abhi tak for us animal medicine is also still picking up because as like india is a developing country we still have a long way to go but you know i feel like all work together there is hope that we'll get there one day soon what is your, your opinion on um, selling and buying of animals and uh-huh. and how everybody's today and for i don't know for i mean so this is just a genuine question like a lot of people i see around uh-huh. who say ki you should adopt you should adopt you should not uh-huh. sell them you should not buy them so what uh-huh. is, what is your opinion on this are so the thing is now like um, there's not about selling the thing is about how they use the mother animal so like uh, when it comes to like dogs the mother bitch is actually breeded again and again and again just so that you know those puppies are got and then almost all these breeders they just leave their uh, once the reproductive age of the bitch is completed they'll just probably abandon the mother dog because there's no use for the bitch anymore supposedly for them and uh, that's really sad you know considering that they are just made to like what function like machines and factories just producing puppies so that these breeders can sell them and get money and when we have so many millions of stray dogs and amazing wonderful dogs which just give the same amount of love but we still don't have a home 
that's uh, really something you know and that's up to us to make a difference it's not like you know we ha bolenge adopt and shop and all and then you go and then your friend says ki ha i bought this german shepherd for 70000 and you'd be like oh he's so cute and all so it's really you know every step that we take that is going to make a difference and um, it starts with us so if you convince someone ki you know adopt so that will actually be saving one life you know one mother from giving puppies and unnecessarily just getting her pregnant yeah. again so yeah it's it's really so it, so it becomes like a business racket if uh, you know yeah, uh, where yeah it's only a business it's, it's complete business oriented especially selling of these puppies yeah and i'm guessing like at a single time she might be giving birth to like six seven of them sometimes a lot sometimes mm-hmm. two of them uh, sometimes eight sometimes nine sometimes also and the thing is like uh, for getting so many babies it takes a nutritional tone all the mother so the mother's health is going on deteriorating but these guys are just getting more and more puppies out and selling them and just making a profit which is really horrible to do wow wow i i didn't know this so thank you so much for yeah most people don't but then you know yeah. that's the reality i thought it's it's a very like they breed on their own time because they like doing it or this is forced uh, one more breed. thing i like to share ki whenever a male dog and a bitch uh, breed it's very like suppose if they breed 10 times they'll probably conceive you know like probably four or three times if they are allowed to mate naturally but the thing with breeders is that this it's so organized that you know someone is holding the dog they're forcibly getting the dog pregnant and uh, even basically against their dog wishes the, the dog is getting pregnant again and again and again so it's horrible and then all these dogs are abandoned on the road so even in during the lockdown we are, even i found so many dogs like all breed dog like you say dobermans rottweilers and all just abandoned on the road because no one wants them and it's it's horrible because uh, you know it's actually to think that we buying the dogs are actually contributing to this because if there is no demand there's not going to be any supply so if this if we stop buying then all these dogs and all we can save supplying. life yeah yeah we can oh, break okay. the chain we can break the chain if we <laughs> stop by sagun you also we are going to talk about uh, healthcare uh, as you mentioned mm-hmm. um and you were telling me on the call that you know um not there's not a single dialysis machine in mumbai mm-hmm. for for animals but there are so many yeah. so many getting available for free for humans mm-hmm. uh, there is no proper care there could be clinics everywhere but there is no like you know there's a there's not a hospital that i have come across at least uh, mm-hmm. where animals are taken they are treated they are handled mm-hmm. with utmost care uh, mm-hmm. what what is uh, what is your idea on this you know do you see us doing this more now or are we are we still going to be like you know what animals are not important so like my dream i mean hopefully in the coming years will be to have like an amazing animal hospital and an animal ambulance that will provide you know like top care even first aid animals completely free but they should be treated the same way you know like probably a, a breed dog or like a very good loving pet dog is treated it should not be like ha it's stray dog hai to fir jaane do apan ko kuch karna nahi hai so it's you know because after all they are also exact same lives as your pet animals it's not like just because they don't have a family is that we are supposed we can treat them you know in a mediocre way so really and it's really sad because uh, the amount of animals that they are and there's so much need but uh, i really don't see those many you know ngos and all really helping out and uh, otherwise they would show you know results at least for now and the thing is ki itna need hai na this 
horrible amount of need and so many animals and all coming in but there's a thing that and obviously like stray animals and all the rescuers and the feeders and all who get them they can't afford to go to like say a private setup and all and pay like thousands and thousands so there's something we should have you know which treats them also amazingly well and really reaches out to all these animals you know who can't uh, pay and say get these feeders to pay for them and uh, have them in you know various locations so like even if we probably have one or two good ngos in mumbai but you know like suppose people like in virar they can't come all the way to like parel or something to like get them treated so like having more and more of such um, yeah. you know good setup will really help us you know make a difference as you mentioned mumbai itself doesn't have so much uh, facility and i remember visiting you know himachal and kashmir and north and i saw uh-huh. the dogs there which are furrier than usual they are in mm-hmm. such cold conditions uh, and they are way away from the metropolitan cities you know they are like mm-hmm. in the mountains in the hills and, and we can't i don't know if there is any ngo there i don't know if there are people taking care of them there you know because they are just there uh-huh. because it's such a cold temperature and mm-hmm. anything could happen right so i was just thinking about how animals i mean how dogs and just generally normal animals must be living there mm-hmm. yeah so the thing with uh, those dogs are like uh, if you are brought up in like a certain habitat you tend to get used to it so that's the one more thing that i get lo- asked a lot ki abhi itne stray animals hai sabko we need to find a home and all so thing with stray animals stray animals also ki they are born and brought up on the streets so that's where you know they're really they can they are they can live without like yeah you know they can live comfortably if still if left on the street it's not like if you take a suppose a labrador or a pet dog then you leave him on the road he is not going to be able to survive in like a week or so but these stray animals because they are so resistant they are immunely super strong and they really can you know make their lives amazing on the road and it's 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 i mean i don't know if it's just me but the thing is uh, many people have this misconception ki they'll take a stray dog they'll put him in some ngo and all and yeah. uh, in a small cage but they'll say ki ha kam se kam wo raste pe to nahi hai and ye karo but if you ask me na that the quality or like the thing which animals uh, uh, it means the most to them is freedom so even if you leave that dog out on the road he's going to be much happier than you know being locked up in a cage but being given great amount of food and chicken and treats and all so for them like freedom is their number one choice if you ask freedom me. is their number one choice you to you can't freedom from an animal ha huh? or anyone you know i think for humans yeah. also in general um so uh, also uh, sagun what do you think about um, feeders getting attacked nowadays uh, and how it's become such a issue uh, for some people that you know normal like some feeders out there i see a lot of people in burugli also uh, who go on their cycles and their bikes and they they go feed these dogs and i see uh-huh. but they are always looked down upon they are always looked at very strangely mm-hmm. uh, have you had any sort of instances yeah so thing with you know stray animals is many of them are considered like a nuisance ki are kutta phok raha hai ye karo and all and it's sad because it's, you know it's it's their right they have a right to live in the city like us because you know it's their home too we can't just be that selfish and just leave them on you know to be just uh, stupid humans that we are but uh, yeah it's really uh, sad because uh, all these feeders and all they have so less but they still try to you know reach their heart out to these animals and instead of encouraging them i see people you know many of them trying to discourage them and just you know ki um, kuch bhi like ki anything ki idhar mat khilao and stuff like that small small things 
but that really makes a difference you know and especially when it comes to children i've seen that you know some boy someone is feeding a dog small the street children also feeding a dog there will be many people who will actually tell them neither mat khilao udhar jao ye karo mat karo and all and that's you know you're really shaping that young mind's brains in you know and that's how he's going to grow up ki when he when he'll grow up he'll probably tell his kids ki nahi nahi aise kutte ko mat khilao it's not it's bad and all so it's really up to us to like tell and educate these people that animals are not you know like the vicious things that these people think they are and they are not a nuisance they But aren't they are such that our country has yeah 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 they genuinely aren't they aren't uh you see a lot of these shows made on discovery and mm-hmm. nat geo and all of these where most of the times you always see uh people from the west going out on on you know so basically they uh, what i'm saying is they romanticize animal rescue animal care <laughs> they they show how they are going this is their journey they take care of the animal then they bring, i think wildlife sos also i've been i watched <laughs> the show one you know which was in, which was made in india in indian cities and they do this i know the point of these shows is to obviously tell the world that you know we should be more sensitive towards animals we should because now they are now our world has become so friendly like humans and animals living together i'm sure <laughs> you heard a lot about you know how from the sanjay gandhi national park a lot of leopards <laughs> go out to the polluted slums or you know yeah. the yeah those areas uh, what, do you do you want to like do you want to see more of these shows i think do you, i i generally feel you should be a part of them but <laughs> no, but, no, no, no. but for me, you know, I always love these shows. For like, for few of my idols are like Steve Irving. Then uh, there's a amazing human being in um, South Africa called Kevin Richardson, and he's there on Nagio. He saves lions and tigers there in South Africa from poaching and all. So you know, these guys are doing amazing work, and it's uh, just an inspiration really to see the amount of work that's being done, and that you know, even a single human being can make. can really change the world for like these animals and uh, it's you know if you really have that in you and you can educate people and you know spread love for animals then probably the sky is the limit so yeah, yeah do you do you also because i i'm surprised by at how easily they sit with animals like i follow this guy called <laughs> dean uh, dean i don't know his uh, name snider <laughs> yeah and he's so casually sitting with uh, animals like lions and lionesses and and a lot of the hyenas and stuff so <laughs> how you, is it very usual for a vet to do that like do, if you like tomorrow 10 years later if i again call you one day or see your stories <laughs> are you surrounded by like these uh carnivorous animals chilling uh, with you no it depends really on like what area you and you know what field you specialize in so if you go into wildlife and it depends on you after all because you know for me like trust is everything if the animal trusts you it's it's the ultimate you know bond you can have with the animal so even when it comes to dogs and cats so many people tell me ki dog is aggressive for me i just tell them no dog is aggressive it's how you train the dog so obviously it's even if i've seen rottweilers like extremely huge rottweilers which wag their tails and i've seen labradors which are supposed to be supposedly the friendliest dogs in the world but a labrador is coming to bite me so it just on how the owner trains the dog no animal is aggressive basically even uh, so that's the thing with the lions and tigers also so all these guys they just build a bond of trust with the animal and once the animal trusts you then this you know everything that can happen everything can happen so i think all animals are adorable and uh, we just we just look at them in a different way sagun where do you see yourself uh, 
from now i don't know it's a weird question to ask it's not a counseling <laughs> center but where do you yeah, see yeah. your 5 to 10 years down the line do you see yourself uh, helping more animals traveling the world mm-hmm. do you see yourself pro- making a progress in india uh, mm-hmm. where what is uh, for me you know like uh, i was planning to go abroad you know to learn you know probably start a clinic there and all but then after i saw the need here and i was like you know i'm i'm basically i'm an indian so you have to uh, really bring up india and what it stands for so i'm really i think in 5 or 10 years i mean i don't really have it planned <laughs> but uh, i'll probably still you know be doing my best and trying to like make the world a better place for animals and trying to probably educate people um, get out um, seek more animals to help and more people to uh, convince them to help animals and yeah if i get time probably work um, a lot on um, animal assisted therapy which is like one of my uh, top uh, top top priorities for now because uh, a lot of people have this misconception you know ki even old people and young people and for me you know if you catch them young especially children so i love i absolutely love when you know you introduce like a dog or a cat or like any pet for that matter to like a young child so because their expression and all when they actually touch the dog and all is is you know something you can't buy so is it's really nice and that and then probably work on my ngo and you know really try and have like a amazing hospital in the future where you know all animals are treated equal whether you know you pay like it's you're a really good looking dog or like you're a stray animal everything should be that level of premium care that uh, human beings are offered now Yeah, I mean it's sad to know that we discriminate in terms of dogs. Some who look good, some who don't look good. Some we sure. call cute. Uh, what sort of lessons has this taught you, Sagun? Uh, because I I see myself also, you know, becoming more compassionate, more caring. Uh, and and you're let's say you know it's fair to say I'm going to say it again and again. You're the most selfless mm-hmm. person right now. I, I know. Uh, for doing this, uh, doing this to these. <laughs> souls out there and you do this every Thank day i you. think that's what you do you go out every day you do your thing without thinking mm-hmm. about it uh has this are these the lessons you've learned in life in general to animals to be more selfless loving <laughs> definitely i mean if you ask me uh, like animals this amazing qualities to learn from them is like no matter how much pain they are in they'll still be loving towards you so even if you see like a dog with a fracture or if half his head is you know, like neck is cut or something he'll still be wagging his tail so that's something which you never see in animal in human beings for example then the second thing is uh, trust trust you'll never see a dog you know whom who he'll give up his life for you any animal for example they'll really give up their life if they trust you and uh, it's made me a lot humbler i think um, it made me much more humble because every time i you know really do something selflessly for them it really uh, makes me feel good and uh, i think that's something you know only when people actually start spending time with animals that's something they'll come to know eventually eventually are you a vegetarian or a non vegetarian oh i get that i get that uh, oh wait i get asked that a lot but i'm not i'm, I'm vegan <laughs> i've been vegan for like two and a half years now you've been and vegan for that two and a half years yeah 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 and i'm vegetarian oh. before that yeah You were a vegetarian all your life. Yeah, uh, majorly. I used to when I was a kid because of my mom and dad because I didn't really know what I was eating. I used to probably uh, eat stuff. Yeah, because I was wondering. You're a Maharashtrian, yeah. no? And I don't know if you're like <laughs> a, a, a non-vegetarian Maharashtrian or a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. But 
so initially your family are people set of people who used to eat uh, meat uh very rarely like my mom used to eat fish and all but then apart from that i don't really remember eating much of non veg ever i used to always because i used to never like the an- idea of killing animals for my meal and that's how i like basically was veg all my life and then last two and a half years i've been vegan and it's been amazing pretty much yeah so there's no dairy there's no uh... nothing nothing no dairy no animal products no leather no meat no fish nothing nothing no animal how is how is the vegan lifestyle is it is it expensive is it doable uh... no no because see a lot of people have this misconception ki uh, you know vegan hai to bahut paisa jayega ki ye wo but the thing is like actual soy milk and all is pretty much cheaper than your normal milk there are like amazing brands like uh, i can't name them but like uh, really good brands which uh, offer amazing vegan products at affordable prices so like we eat vegan cheese and all and these are such and if you really look at it like all of our indian food is basically vegan only there's no milk there's no ghee and all in like chapati bhaji and all of that that's pretty much vegan for the most part even rice dal and all so major of part of my diet consists of indian food and uh, sometimes when i feel like eating pizzas and all i it's so easy to make vegan stuff like if you like search the internet for like vegan cheese vegan anything you know curd and all you can actually it's stuff that you can make at home you know from like basic ingredients so it really it's, it's it's amazing and it's much more healthier and obviously for the animals it's so now are you are you the only one option, huh? are you the only one vegan or entire family yeah. uh so i i started off vegan and now i've convinced my dad and my mom to go vegan as that's well that's so cool so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so now you all just sit home and cook vegan food yeah yeah and it's so exciting because uh, initially like it used to be just mundane food and all but now uh, you know my mom and all ran make out new recipes and also it's it's pretty fun it's like cooking together and really it's, it's 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 amazing so yeah that's so cool that's so cool um another thing uh, what is the weirdest thing you have known that a pet has swallowed uh oh wow uh see. <laughs> uh from ties then balls tennis balls um hair pins uh, uh a lot of things actually like you know dogs and all now once they start eating they probably just have blind eaters especially labrador that's one thing they love to do just eat so you put anything in front of them they just going to gobble it up gobble it up yeah uh weirdest pet that you have treated like something uh weirdest pet that i've treated uh like do you also engage in like insects and i mean i'm i'm guessing yes uh, exotics less because uh, that's really a something you know a specialized thing so uh, exotic animals treatment and all you need to have that area of expertise and you know that experience in treating exotic animals to do it properly and that some that's a course you take after like your basic veterinary education and but, your degree but, but, but so ever, uh, ever was there a person who just weirdly came to you saying mera ye ye pet hai and please treat uh, and you like i don't <laughs> i've never done this <laughs> Oh yeah yeah all the time they've been like stuff from like what um uh tortoises parrots and birds and I've had someone like say ki their uh, you know pet snake is not eating and all and um, <laughs> you know you probably can uh, take them to an exotic vet so yeah wow pet snakes and stuff wow uh, <laughs> yeah, people all the time uh how uh-huh. how can we help tell us a little bit about nature's ally Uh, <laughs> and how can we help? How can we contribute uh, to your NGO? Uh, and uh-huh. what are what what are you doing? Yeah. So basically, like Nature's Ally is like a NGO that me and a few of my veg students started, 
and uh, it's really something like you know ki we are not going to like we are really trying our best to like reach out to most of the animals that are out there and use our knowledge for good because even in the vet community like having feelings is really important so if you don't have feelings you're not going to do anything for the animal you're not going to make sacrifices to save that animal so uh, we at mitsala really try to do our best and making you know even changing the mental health because all all of these animals that are abandoned and all they're pretty much mentally traumatized they have no love and anything so really reaching out to these animals treating them mentally and physically and finding them homes and you know not just animals like nature basically all of us children so trees birds and especially uh, even trees so back in i think a year or two ago with the uh, ra forest being cut down so that really affected us and all and then we conducted a tree plantation at our own college uh, initially people laughed at us and all ki kya chhadwad laga rahe ho and all and but then uh, we ended up planting over 150 large trees and uh, you know even all the professors and everyone got together and so, you know we're actually digging the ground and uh, planting trees so yeah probably we'll have a lot more of that as to uh, contribution you can we'll we are going to have a lot of camps in the upcoming days hopefully when this covid situation gets better and people who actually want to actively volunteer they can contact us on our instagram or on our facebook page or anywhere you can whatsapp me as well and uh, for like help which from here from home you can actually you know even whatever you want you can donate like be it like what dog food like any anything you can want to spare beat money anything but uh, whatever you sp- uh, spare will help us in our venture i'm i'm going to try to do that sabun uh, because that's what our plan is we are trying to uh, collect some funds for you and your ngo uh-huh. uh, i don't know now that you told me you can have other things also i'm going to ask uh, mm-hmm. them ask people openly about contributing dog food or any sort of other mm-hmm. toys that they think we can give on to you you know mm-hmm. and uh, i am somehow going to manage to get all of this to you uh in the oh, most early, early way possible uh but thank <laughs> you so much otherwise sagun for taking out this one hour of your life i know you're ah, super nee, nee, busy nee. thanks for having me <laughs> no no i know you're super no, no. busy you do a lot of things you take a lot of care of other people and i am so blessed mm. to have met someone like you i hope to keep in nee, touch nee. with you uh hence forth <laughs> somehow i don't know definitely definitely you know mm-hmm. uh, wherever you are in life wherever i am in life but uh but yeah. otherwise uh, you've just been a great blessing and uh, it is a pleasure to close this podcast uh, with your yeah, yeah. with you and your episode uh, i'm going to thank ask you, people to just mm-hmm. share this video for everyone you know so that you get mm-hmm. you reach to more people more people can see mm-hmm. you and uh, and it's just one message i want to like give off before closing ki it's you should not be afraid of doing anything so, you know even if you're the only person who is like helping an animal you should never be afraid ki what other people is saying ki are ye kya sochenge main akela jana hu raste pe na so you really an act of selfless love is going to take you far away so yeah that's basically what i want to say ki don't be ever be afraid of doing anything good in life even if you are the only person that's doing it yeah thank you so much sabun don't make us yeah. cry but you've been adorable you've been a sweetheart to us and i hope more gets more animals get saved from you you are uh, you really are special thank you so much sagun uh, no 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 problem problem hey so the next time someone asks you how are you doing you better say i'm alive and kicking thank you for making it till the end of the podcast you can check out our other episodes and visit our social media pages for other alive and kicking related content thank you